fans today is monday december 15th and we're a little fired up here we are definitely a little fired up thanks for downloading tuning in to puck and hassle shoutcast number 17 uh the joe murphy or for us older folks the wayne presley episode (laughs) there were way too many number 17s to get into yeah this morning i found some interesting stuff brendan Uh, morrison yeah yeah (laughs) 17 was terrible (laughs) Jimmy Hayes latest was the latest oh. one. Yeah, that abomination. But uh, we are uh, Pocket House Shoutcast. We are where we have been anointed the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world. We are also the self-proclaimed favorite podcast of Zed the Brewer, Bass Frog 88, and anonymous commenters all over the interwebs. Gatekeeper here with my partner in crime, Patrick Stankus, as you just heard. Tonight we are joined by another returning guest. Um, Keith Schultz from Blackhawk Up. Uh, how you doing, Keith? I'm doing great. How y'all doing tonight? Good, good. It's good. It's good to have you back when we have some actual hockey to talk about. <laughs> Better than the doldrums of summer. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, as I spoke about before, we uh, we definitely have some things to be fired up about. Uh, a lot's gone on since the last time we talked. Uh, we should probably just get right into things. Uh, the <clears throat> <laughs> Anything new and exciting going on over at uh, Blackhawk Up or just, you know, the usual uh, mumps, mumps, mumps over at, uh, <laughs> over there? Uh, it's just uh, it's good to see the wins going up instead of the, the beginning of the season losses, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it looks like the Blackhawks always seem to, you know, start to hit their stride right around that circus trip. It, it's been like that for, you know, much of the recent memory, so. Yeah. And it's just about, uh, you know, it's just more of the same this year. So that's good. So anyway, Pat, how you doing, buddy? Uh, hanging in there, you know. It's uh, same old, same old, basically. Same old, same old. You got a Molson there? Uh, Labatt Blue tonight. Oh, okay. There you go. It was on sale. <laughs> well, you know, that, that that is hockey drinking beer, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's in cans, too. So there you go. Oh. <laughs> Oof. And well, I do have a Molson that my brother brought me brought me back from Canada. It's in a hundred percent French too on the uh, the can. Are you saving that one? You got it up on the shelf somewhere? Oh hell yeah, that one's gonna be saved. Yeah, yeah. That was like my uh, my bottle of uh, Malort. <laughs> I bought that model, bottle of Malort like uh, after they won in two thousand ten, <laughs> and uh, I told my girlfriend that uh, I'm not open. I'm not cracking this bottle open until they win again. And of course, they win in two thousand thirteen. So here we are. <laughs> You know, the, the night they win it, we're in the we're in the kitchen drinking uh, <laughs> drinking shots of my lord out of basic out of basically like uh, kitchen uh, disposable or disposable bathroom cups almost. So anyway, those are always the good stories, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
All right, right into the NHL stuff. Uh, you know, usually we start with signings and stuff. There was not a whole lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, there, as it's been lately, it's really been uh, just uh, silly names that we've been hearing. So we, we kind of mention them. The big, uh, the big signing was Alec Martinez, which is kind of important in LA right now, based on everything that's going on in LA with uh, Slava Voinov and all that. We'll, we'll touch on that just you know a little bit later. But uh, Alec Martinez uh, signed a six-year extension with four million a year, so basically he's making uh, Nicholas Jalmerson money. And I, I'm sorry, but I'll take Jalmerson right now over uh, Alec Martinez. Jalmerson is a steal. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's really become a steal. Based on, like, especially the the last uh, who was it? Marco Scandella in Minnesota, and uh, yeah, we really lucked out on Jamerson. And uh, well, TJ Brody's making four point six, and he's Jake Muzzin's making four million. So they're right in that same, uh, you know, I, I guess in that same wheelhouse. <laughs> so, uh, and then. Uh, the uh, not so surprising, I guess, based on with what happened in uh, St. Louis, Ilya Brzgalov, the universe, ends up uh, <laughs> back in uh, Anaheim with their uh, goaltending problems. Uh, he's got a he signed a one year, two point eight million dollar deal. So again, I said, you know, I've said this on Twitter. I don't know what they were thinking in Anaheim. They had uh, Jonas Hiller and. You know, he's a solid guy. We've seen in Calgary a couple times. He, he stole some games. and uh, He's played great both games against the Hawks. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they were, you know, the, why they didn't want him. You know, they just, they were going to play, they played a rookie in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't know what they saw or didn't see in him, but it just makes no sense to me. So, so that's really it as far as uh, signings and stuff go. It was pretty quick. Um, let's see, uh, there were some signings and, uh, or not signings, I'm sorry, firings, uh, coach firings, you know, more of the, uh, we're getting to that point in the year where uh, coaches are, it's kind of a put up or shut up kind of thing. And the Sens and uh, Sens and the Oilers more recently, uh, both decided that, uh, they uh, had nothing to do, or they weren't happy with their coaches. The Oilers was a little more interesting because uh, 10 days previous, McTavish went and actually had a press conference and uh, said, I'm not going to fire my coach. And then 10 days later, he fires his coach. It's like the dreaded vote of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, someone said it today that uh, if he said that uh, he wasn't going to fire his coach and then 10 days later he fires his coach, and he also said he's not going to trade any of the big players in the organization. That means that's the kiss of death, and they're all going. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. So Well, I heard tonight that uh, I heard tonight that they're shopping – or not shopping, but listening to offers for Taylor Hall now. So Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. And he's uncoachable now. Well, I mean, half that team is. <laughs> half that team is like, you know, just a mess. You know, it's going to take them a while. If they're going to get into a system that's actually got some kind of structure to it, to, to actually be able to get into it. It's not like they're just going to be able to drop in and just start playing. They're, they're going to have to learn some, they're going to have to learn some things because they didn't get to learn anything after they were drafted. They were just thrown into this situation and with no structure. And it just, 
it turned into a complete and utter shit show. So, well, I think they missed the leadership of Colin Frazier and Ben Eager up there. <laughs> when <laughs> leadership, any leadership whatsoever. I mean, they got they got nothing. They got they got a bunch of awesome offensive players. They got no defense. They got no goalies. It's it just. They need the cup-winning presence in that lineup, much like Calgary <laughs> needs Brandon Bolig. Well, I, I'm sure Brandon Bolig is is available at this point in time, considering he's been a healthy scratch up in Calgary. So, yeah, I, I'm disappointed. Who said that last night on Twitter about that? Uh, they, they're disappointed they didn't get the Brandon Bolig shot in the press box last night. Yeah, <laughs> I saw somewhere someone tweeted that uh, they met Brandon Bolig up there somewhere. <laughs> Which is ironic. <laughs> we could be, we you know, things could be worse. We could be having to deal with, you know, Brandon Bullock out there. Things could be a lot worse than they are right now for us. So <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So um, those coaches fired again, Paul McLean in uh, Ottawa and the Oilers fired Dallas Aikens today. So uh, that's kind of craziness. Uh, and then, uh, Let's see. Some other things that happened were uh, the Babcock thing happened last week, where some reporter reported that uh, that they had heard that Babcock was going to sign an extension in Detroit, and then it, it came out that uh, he basically misunderstood some comments or something to that effect, and that you know it's it's not as cut and dry as he made it seem seem so. Who knows where we're going to So that kills my rumor of mid-March of Babcock coming to the Hawks, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When the Hawks tank in in March like they always do. Yeah. Well, we all know that uh, in Toronto they want to just ruin Mike Babcock. So seeing as how they ruin everyone else, coaches and players. Toronto ruining players? Come on. Yeah. It, it helped Dave Bolin get a huge contract. Yeah, yeah, speaking of Dave Bolin, I did see a highlight yesterday. He had a nice feed on a goal yesterday. I couldn't believe he was playing and he wasn't hurt. I was going to say he didn't hurt himself on the play, did he? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he's he's being held out for observation right now. So, anyway, um, uh, what else we got? Uh, we will. Fi- uh, I, I did mention the Voinov stuff. I don't want to get too much into that because it's kind of a sticky situation. It was just, you know, today uh, a bunch of information came out on the Voinov situation. It looks like it was worse than we than had originally been expected or uh, had been anticipated. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not a good situation uh, all around. It's looking like if he gets convicted, he could get deported and never see the NHL again. So we could be, you know, he could be... For the rest of his career, he could be KHL All-Star Slava Voinov very well. So when the KHL All-Stars play the NHL All-Stars, he won't be welcome? Oh, he'll be welcome as long as the game's in, in Russia. Yeah. He won't, he won't, be, able to get, he won't be able to get a, a visa or whatever uh, into the country, so... So that, like I said, I just want to—I didn't want to get too uh, too involved in that because that is a very you know touchy situation and not really much to joke about there. So yeah, it was a uh, it was kind of pretty uh, disturbing once you started reading that today. Yeah, it was. It was, and you know, 
you, you understand and, and until you know the details you don't know what really happened but now as we're starting to see what really happened it's looking more and more like and the kings knew what was going on you know they they had to have known uh they had to have seen pictures or you know read reports or things like that it's not like the kings were stupid in this whole thing and uh yeah it's just it, it's bad and, and, and it makes it sound even worse that they let him practice that one time because yeah it really he, makes them look stupid now. yeah yeah it does so, yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, uh, one night of stupid decisions can definitely ruin a career. But then again, here here we are with uh, a Bobby Hall statue right outside the United Center. And, uh, you know, it reportedly, allegedly, the problems that uh, that he had when he was, but, you know, it was a different time, I guess. Not that, uh, not that that excuses it, because it certainly doesn't, but he seems to get away with it. Because it was not the internet era, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it, but what, whatever. So, <clears throat> moving on to you know a, a little ha- you know a little better subjects. Um, the NHL, I guess, was given the uh, green light to start checking out Las Vegas. Uh, you know, is a possible expansion site. Um, they, uh, you know, they, I guess there's, they're able to, to, uh, to check out and see if they could get some subscriptions to, uh, uh, season tickets and, uh, just to see what kind of fan base they would have. It's kind of a test market thing. I don't think that, uh, you know, it's not like it's a cut and dry thing right now. I think you just kind of want to test it out, but, uh, I don't know. I, I've heard all kinds of different theories about what the NHL is going to do going forward and, <clears throat> Well, hockey's working out so great in that other desert city, yeah. so yeah, no let's kidding. add a second team. Yeah. Well, any place there's tourists, I just don't understand why they keep putting teams like Orlando and Miami. Those are just bad places for sporting teams. Yeah. Um, they just fill up – the road team fills up the stadium, and if you don't have a good draw, then the stadium's half empty. Yeah, half or three-quarters empty. Yeah. For or sure. Did you guys see that picture of uh, the crowd in Arizona the other night? No, I didn't. Where you could hand count how many people were sitting in the lower level? No. Oh, it was great. They no. said it was 10,000 people. No way. Not even <laughs> close. No. It's like 3,000 people, if that. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, it's, it's just not pretty. <laughs> But, you know, I, I've heard different theories. I, I liked Wyshynski's, I like Greg Wyshynski's theory that um, he wants to move, uh, that, that Bettman, want, if he's going to move a team, wants to move a team to an established market, kind of like he did with Atlanta going to Winnipeg. It was an established market. They knew what they were going to get out of it. They weren't going to have to move a, t- a team again in three years, that kind of deal. It makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, but... You've only got one established market, which is which is Quebec. So, what do you, you know? So you're saying Saskatoon's out of the picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saskatoon in their tiny little stadium. That is a uh, touchy subject. Oh, I Bears! Inter- sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Bears, inter- Bears just got intercepted again. <laughs> it's like Roosevelt and turnover in the same sentence. Yeah, and this was Cutler in turnover. Yeah. <laughs> God, he sucks. (laughs) There's just no other way to put it. I'm a Titans fan, and 
but you know what? Jay Cutler sucks, and I can see him being on the Titans next year. <laughs> and I'm just going to vomit all 16 games. I don't next think it's year. all him, but it, it, this, this, yeah. this place is a shit show from from top to bottom. So it's 90 percent him. It's it's kind of funny to at this point in time because I could just sit back and like I'm actually a Redskins fan. So I mean, what does that tell you? Boy, we got some great NFL fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Glory days were in 1992. Mark Rippin days. Yep, yep. Mark Rippin. Yep. <laughs> that was my boy. Good old Timmy Smith's one game wonder. Yep, yep. I was I was a Gerald Riggs fan. Go figure. I liked him. That was Gerald Riggs and Ernest Binder together. That'll that'll throw you back. Yeah. There's people out there right now that are going who. Yeah. What? We just dated ourselves with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may have my hand up on that one. Yeah, yeah. You're right on the cusp of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think you yeah. – I, I think we, when I said Wayne Presley, you were like, what? Who? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's like the biggest number 17 I remember was uh, Wayne Presley. That was when – oh, God, the 80s. Yeah. Right. Not to get sidetracked. Um, he says when I was born, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm getting over the hill. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like it. I'm like Montana Brennan. Come on, what blogger is that? Come on, that's not a real person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I wish I knew. It's uh, got to be like CT or somebody. You know, I don't think that they would keep. Uh, I don't think they would keep retweeting if it was them. I honestly don't. I think if, you know, because they didn't keep a, they, it's not like they kept a, you know, a lid on it when they were doing the Blackhawks Facebook thing. They yeah. they openly admitted it. This guy, <laughs> the only thing that, that, that seems a little bit, uh, a little bit askew is that, uh, Brennan Barry from, uh, what is uh, what is he from? He's a blogger. He's from Midway Madness. Yeah, from Midway Madness. He seems to be a little more involved than, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to accuse anyone of anything. But you know, the name seems similar. He seems you know. It, but he lo- always says that oh, this guy's been tweeting for years, and we just he just got discovered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it may be I don't know, but. It could be him just trolling everyone. If at this point in time, I, I don't know. It, it can't be real. People cannot really think that stuff. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. <laughs> I mean, I know some people that, that, that you know. I personally know some people that say some stupid ass things. But I mean, come on, the guy's got like twenty followers, and he gets retweeted by every blogger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk about talk about creating uh, controversy, Jesus. I want to know what his record is in NHL 15. <laughs> I don't think he knows what an NHL 15 is. If he is who he says he is and he's 60 years old, because he can't even lay out a proper sentence. <laughs> and, and you're right, by the way. That game sucks. I played it last night. I gave up six goals to the Hurricanes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What did you have in that? Uh, I just picked a random team. I was Columbus, so Bobrovsky was awful. I uh, figured you have QA in that or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there, right? <laughs> Did, yep, had to. <laughs> Did you have you ever have you played that game, Keith? Are you a gamer? No, nah, I'm not really a gamer. Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I like to play the game because I, I do like to do the GM thing. I do, you know, it's kind of inter, it's kind of interesting, you know, especially with the stuff we do and you know, playing around with the cap and doing this and then it's kind of interesting to do. So I'll, I'll play along with it, and uh, it's just not realistic. The goalies are terrible. Like, I'll go in there and I and I'll have you know thirty seven shots on net, and I'll give up seventeen shots on net, and I'll give up eight goals. <laughs> with Crawford, with Ranta, with anyone, I had to, I dumped my goalies and I picked up Martin Brodeur. Same thing. <laughs> I've played with other teams. Same thing. It, it doesn't matter. The goalies are just god awful. I'll go you out did. there and, and I'll shoot a t- team ten to one, and I'll be losing one to nothing. <laughs> I can't get any shots on goal. I was getting outshot like twenty-seven to nine in the third period last night. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's, I was just talking with another guy tonight um, who used to play hockey with you, Pat, I think. Um, our buddy Andy Trinka. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, him. Yeah, I was just talking with him tonight. He lives out by me, and uh, we were talking about it. He's injured, and he's out of work for a month, and he's got the game, and he's playing it. And he's like, what the fuck is with this game? He, he just, like, starts messaging me, like, what the hell? What do they do to this game? He's like, I haven't bought a g- this game in like seven years, and now I'm out of wor- I'm out of work for a month because of surgery. And uh, what the fuck did they do to this game? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I mean, it, it, it's I, I've gone on and on about it. So wasn't he a former goalie too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, See, we think alike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, anyway that I, game though really is it's terrible. Yeah, I'm really kind of kicking myself for spending sixty dollars on it. Yeah, I'm, I kind of am too at this point in time. Hey, speaking of terrible, the Bears are down twenty four nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching it. I, I get the iPad. I got three screens and an iPad in front of me, and none of them have epics on it. But we'll talk about that in a minute. You son uh, of a bitch! You beat me to it. And uh, this is gonna be your epics uh, rants ever. Yes, yeah, right? so this is gonna be an epics shoutcast. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now, and uh, I got that that iPad with the Bears, so I can watch them get fucking smashed. You know, really so. quick, back to NHL 15. Mm-hmm. I was going through the Hawks roster last night, and did you by any chance see Jeremy Morin's headshot in that game? No, I didn't. Mullet awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, I I wasn't so worried about the headshots as much as I was. <laughs> The actual accuracy of the roster, and it's not—it's not like it's hard to like put guys' names into them into there. But when uh, when they've done roughly eight to nine roster updates, and Sean Lalonde is still on the Blackhawks. <laughs> well, you know the key to the Blackhawks and you and probably all of us for stopping goals is putting Lamont Native Scott Darling in that. <laughs> He's on there now. Yeah. Yep. He's in there now. But yeah, Sean Sean Lalonde is in there twice, you know, in, in every one of the roster updates. But they still have not been able to put uh, Stephen Johns in there, who's been on the team since last year, but he still doesn't appear in the game. So that was that was the latest thing to piss me off the other day. What do you need Stephen Johns for when you can play Roosevelt? <laughs> I, and I do. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I send him down before the year starts, so I don't have to put him through waivers. Although, not not that I would care that he would, that he got claimed on waivers, but yeah, I send him before the the season starts. He gets sent down to to the the minors. So. Well, last I checked, uh, Sheldon Burkbank was still a free agent in that game too. 
He is. He is. He's in there. He's in there. And, and like I said, I did trade my goalies away because they were offering up like ridiculous draft picks for him and uh, signed uh, Martin Brodeur $2 million a year. It wasn't like he was any worse than anyone else. Oh, and, and the latest thing was they um, – you, you will appreciate this one. New Jersey offered me Yarmir Yager and Scott Clemenson for Christopher Stieg, straight up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't jump on that trade fast enough. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure we're boring people with our uh, NHL 15 talk. <clears throat> so, anyway, um, finishing up the league stuff, uh, let's see. We talked about, uh, oh, the Ballard hit. I missed the Ballard hit. Did you guys see that uh, that Ballard hit the other uh, last week? Was it last week? Yeah, last I, week. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, pretty ugly. Uh, I thought it was more, though, on him for turning into the, you know, trying to avoid the hit. Yeah. And then it just went wrong. And then when he was out on the ice, that was creepy. Yeah. Just yeah, to see it, him like that. Yeah, when he started, uh, when he started seizing on the ice, that kind of, like, made me ill. That, like, made my stomach turn. Because yeah, I've seen was... people have seizures before, and it's not a pleasant sight. And the way he's just shaking on the ice, that's not a pretty thing. You don't want to see that with any player. Well, when the trainer reached in and grabbed the mouthpiece out of his mouth, that's when it was kind of really, you know, it's like hit you like, oh, my God, this is worse than it has to be. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I'm glad, at least from what last I heard, that he's doing all right. So that's good. To, that's good. To, but, you know, seizures are nothing to joke about. So Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Good, good to see that he's doing all right. Um, and then the last thing, the last thing is, is kind of, it's become kind of a joke in the league. And I've been making jokes about it because of the, uh, you know, uh, the fallout boy song, but, uh, light of mumps, mumps, mumps. And <laughs> this is a mumps going around in the league. And I don't know what the fuck is going on with this. This is just bizarre. It's just bizarre seeing what's going on. How, how the mumps is just going, you know, running rampant through the league. Maybe it has, mutated. Yeah. Has any American-born player got the mumps yet, or has it all been Canadian and foreigners? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I mean, Crosby, they said recently. Today, they said Bo Bennett. I don't know if he's American. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not even looking, so I don't know. But... Uh, I heard uh, Derek Broussard had it too. Yeah, now. yeah, Broussard, Broussard was the other guy that was uh, announced today. It's just it's bizarre. I mean, I, I I'll fully admit that I don't, um, you know, that I haven't kept up on my mumps information. <laughs> but from what I understand, uh, you know, a lot of this could have to do with, you know, people not getting vaccinated properly <clears throat> and things like that. And uh, that's kind of, you know, having small children, which I do, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of vigilant about it, about make sure they get vaccinated because you don't want them to get some weird fucking illness. Uh, you know, and some doctor back in the mid 2000s sent out some report saying that it could, that vaccinations could lead to uh, autism, which was proven to be untrue. And it's a whole thing. And now you have all these, you know, wacko truthers. You're going to have wackos, you know, thinking about all kinds of stuff. So, but <clears throat> it's just weird. It, it's a whole weird situation that uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, that was, when you saw that picture of Crosby come across Friday afternoon, 
you're immediately thinking, why the hell is that guy even in the locker room at that time? Just looking like that. That's what I was thinking. Everyone was like, oh, why are you, why are you presenting him to the media? Fuck the media. Why is he near any other people? It, that's I thought for sure it was photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, and did we, you see the picture, the side-by-side? I think it was the royal half that tweeted it out of Crosby and Quagmire from Family Guy. Oh, it yes, was, I did see that today. Oh, my God, was that hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that today. It looked exactly like him. Yeah. Oh, I just you just tweeted that Jeremy Morin picture to me. <laughs> That's awesome. And I just retweeted it. That is hilarious. Oh. <laughs> I am hoping to find myself a Jeremy Morin and Jack Skilly shirt yeah. this weekend in Columbus. You, you, gonna do, you, uh, you should do like the, the uh, Franken jersey, the half and half. <laughs> I think I do have a Jack Skilly shirt from a long time ago. I gotta find it. I should wear it. Oh my god! How did you get that? It must have been in a bargain basement bin somewhere. Uh, no, our buddies out in Downers Grove, Pro Jersey, had them. So ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was just couldn't pass to, it up at the time. I was just know. mentioning that to my girlfriend the other day. She's like, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Well, you could go to you know Clark Street." sports in the mall or you could go to pro jersey and you could probably find a million things that i would like there so a jeremy morn jersey (laughs) you know they're on clearance now (laughs) pro jersey has that clearance rack in the back and boy let me tell you that's a real group of all-stars that that's back there they still have a steve monitor that they want 90 dollars for yeah Yeah. out of your fucking mind yep they (laughs) yeah i i've seen that I would buy it and then tell them, you know, take the nameplate off and put Conroy on the back or something like that. Oh, Wasn't God. Conroy number five? Yes, he was. Yeah. We, Sorry, we got I'm a, like, Steve I'm Smith. Like Steve Blue Smith. Four now, so there you go. Yeah. Steve Smith. I'll, I'll give you Steve Smith. Uh, oh, Conroy pisses me off, that guy. What do you got <laughs> against him? <laughs> nice. Yeah. He, that guy is like the definition of vanilla. <laughs> Terrible! Oh my, oh my God! He is. He's terrible. He he's terrible. Some of the stuff that he says, you're like, really? Are you just like just spitting out random words just so you're saying something? Because that's really what it's like. Somebody so. told me last night he was going to give the Brent Seabrook bobblehead to his wife for Christmas. <laughs> I was like, who brings that up during a broadcast? <laughs> He, he he's gonna paint that that seven. He's gonna turn it into a five and be like, "It was Steve Conroy bobblehead night." Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Long show, people. Yeah, no kidding. Thirty minutes in, and we haven't even gotten any, anything Blackhawks really yet. We you haven't even got your oh. epics rant yet. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. are we gonna edit out uh, CT's El Camino rant too? Or, uh, <laughs> that was beautiful today. I don't know, Keith. I don't know if you listened to the the Hockey Night guys at all, but I haven't listened to the last one. Yeah, the last one. Oh my god! This morning they were just on a rampage, or last night they did after the uh, after the Hawks uh, won. But he, he CT was just on fire yesterday. It was hilarious. I was I'm I'm driving to work at like six in the morning, just like guffawing in the car because <laughs> it was just the stuff that he was saying was hilarious <clears throat> so the uh, Blackhawks um, had a lot of stuff go on in the last couple weeks uh, we'll, we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with some important stuff which is uh, the Corey Crawford uh, injury 
because um, I want to end with my my little rant. Um, the Corey, Cof- Corey Crawford injury. Uh, it was announced just out of the blue that he was hurt. Uh, it was kind of a surprise to everyone because it it didn't seem like anything had happened. Well, it come to find out that he had gone to a concert and uh, he, whether the, they're not going to admit it, but we all know that he was probably uh, hammered. So Crawford, um, he got hurt. Uh, it, it arise as we found out a Rise Against concert, which I don't know much about Rise Against, so I can't really comment on that. I guess it's better than uh, Taylor Swift. So, as a younger person, I could say all the younger people like Rise Against. So there you go. Yeah, that's about all I know. <laughs> I, I believe they're from Chicago, and they're not, uh, you know, pop or as pop as uh, like a Taylor Swift. So I'll give them a little bit of. "Quote unquote street cred for that, but it was announced that he was. <laughs> it was announced that he was out for like uh, probably three weeks. But he's already been. It's been like what two weeks, a week and a half, and he's already been out there skating. We could see him this week or at the very uh, latest, maybe uh, next weekend. So it's looking like he'll be back soon. It's kind of disappointing because I wanted to see Lamont Native Scott Darling in Columbus this weekend. Really? Lamont native? Scott Darling's from Lamont? I had never heard that, that before. Hell, man. I'm getting really tired of it. He's hometown hero? <laughs> you know, and I and I keep tweeting that to people, and people are like, I'm like, does anyone know where Scott Darling's from? And everyone's like, he's from Lamont, Illinois. I'm like, oh, no shit. <laughs> right over your fucking head, people. Right over your fucking heads. I mean, really, do you think I didn't know that You know, by now? It hasn't been repeated over and over and over and over. Steve uh, Conroy did it yesterday. He goes, oh, you know, you know, the Lamont native, local boy. I'm like, come on, Steve. Uh, yeah, it's shocking Steve Conroy would say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's just filling air. <clears throat> so, anyway. Uh, let's see. I, I'm kind of trying to go in a little bit of uh, I, a... Uh, but in the era of smartphones, how does no one have footage of Crawford at that concert? Yeah, no kidding. I, I, I think the Hawks are paying somebody off. That's why. The whole concert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free winter classic jerseys for everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> I know that those aren't flying off the shelves. Yeah. He said that after the show, he tripped on some tripped on a step and or missed a step and uh, hurt himself. I've done that, too, when I'm drunk. Yes. Yeah, you don't miss too many steps when you're sober. All right. So I'll try to uh, keep this in, in order of time. So uh, first, or after the Crawford thing, you know, of course, they brought up Scott Darling, and we'll kind of get a little more into that as the, as the game recaps go. But um, then uh, it was announced that Jeremy Moore was sent to Rockford for a 14-day conditioning assignment which is kind of weird because it specifically says in the CBA that if, you know, if the guy isn't injured, if there's some kind of fucking sneaky play going on, that they will not allow this. And he would have to actually go through waivers and he may be claimed. Apparently they got away with it, though. Didn't Nashville do that to Stahlberg, though, earlier in the year? I don't know if it was Stahlberg, but I know someone actually got blocked from going down. 
uh, I can't remember who the name was, but someone somewhere who was actually hurt. They actually were hurt. Got sent down for a conditioning assignment, and the NHL blocked it. Said he couldn't go down, or if he had to go down through waivers, he had to actually go through the waivers. Or, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the exact details were. I, I read it somewhere online, but... But the Blackhawks, uh, you know, I guess Rocky Wirtz is deep pockets, and they don't want to upset the Wirtz clan, so... They just let it go. So Morin gets sent down to Rockford for 14-day conditioning assignment. Within like a day and a half, it's announced that Dale Talon is scouting Rockford games. So, you know, everyone's putting two and two together. I lost a lot of money on the Jeremy Morin trade. That's all I'm going to say. You know, at a certain point, it's like, can all the money go to one place? Or can all the Blackhawks prospects go to one place? Sooner or later, you got to kind of spread it out a little bit. I mean, everyone thought Letty was going to go to to uh, Florida, and everyone thought, you know, every player seems to be you know, just because it's happened a couple times. Everyone thinks that every player is going to Florida, and uh, it kind of didn't surprise me that you know what ended up happening, which is Jerry Morin uh, Sunday morning. Jeremy Morin was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets for uh, Tim Erickson. Which that you know, almost all the fucking soap opera's over. So about time. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, it, it was to a point where it just needed to be done. It needed to be over with. But now that also says, doesn't that mean that uh, the Hawks have nothing to show for the Buffalo Eager Sopel trade now? Erickson. Yeah, that's oh, what I, that's what I read. For the, are you writing for the hockey news on tying this all to Tim Erickson? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's he, what I saw. The only thing that's left from that trade is Tim Erickson. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which, you know, I guess you can give uh, Bowman credit that he did get a cert, you know, a, a decent playable NHL player for a guy that they wanted nothing to do with. So that's the adjective we're going with, Erickson. He's playable, not yeah. serviceable. <laughs> I, I didn't want to use too much serviceable in, in my descriptions, so playable is about as close as we're going to get. playable. Yeah. He looked okay yesterday. I mean, we only saw him for 10 minutes, so, you know. But um, if you don't hear his name, screw it, you know, with turnover, I'll take it then. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. Yeah, don't screw like- up. As long as you don't hear, as long as you don't hear his name in turnover, and as long as you don't have to hear Roosevelt playing with him <laughs> again, you know exactly what Nick Letty was saying Saturday night, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He was like, "I feel bad for Dahlbeck because I had to play with that slow piece of shit last year too." Yeah, oh yeah, and, and he, they show. Oh, yeah, they definitely showed their uh, their true colors in that game. <laughs> we definitely have a lot to talk about with that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and the other thing that uh, some people were starting to say was with Morin gone, could, uh, you know, in Erickson, another defenseman being brought in, could Roosevelt be somehow, some way, shot into the sun? <laughs> I don't think anyone... Tommy Bulland. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to take him. I, I can't see anyone wanting him for any reason whatsoever. Other than they need salary to reach the floor, but there's no teams that are that close. So I think we're stuck with them. So way to kill the momentum of the show. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so so 
Yeah, that. Russell uh, slows everything down. <laughs> yes, he does. Great point. Uh, the, the other thing, I kind of wrote about this, and I was kind of, and Pat has written about it too, which is that uh, what the fuck is going on with Antiranta? He's not a bad player. I mean, he's not a great player. He's not a bad player. But, um, you know, he's not the next starter in Chicago, but he's, you know, he definitely is deserving he's of adequate. some playing time. Yeah, he's adequate. Serviceable, as I like to say. <laughs> so is Christopher Stieg. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Stieg has passed the serviceable. Luckily, he's passed the serviceable uh, threshold. But uh, Ranta, Ranta, well, yeah, I get Scott Darling, but Scott Darling is not that much better than Antti Ranta, where he needs to leapfrog anti, you know, our backup goalie to start three games in a row. I don't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me what's going on with that. If Antti Ranta is your backup goalie. Then when your starting goalie gets hurt, Antti Ranta should be the next logical starter, not a guy who is sharing time in the AHL. He's just all-time backup. Eh, that's what it's turning out to be. <laughs> it's what's turning out to be. He's going to back everyone up. He's never going to play in front of anyone. And, and okay, that's fine. If you think of him, if they think of him that way, then send him down to Rockford and let him share time with Leighton. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not upset about that. But don't stop with the dicking around. You're dicking him around. You really are, right? you know? He's not that young of a goalie anymore. I think he's, what, 25, 26? Mm-hmm. Maybe 24? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's 25. Yeah. So he's not young anymore. He needs to play somewhere. If it's going to be in the AHL, then be at the AHL. Use him as trade bait. But him sitting there and everyone else leapfrogging him, it's it doesn't make a whole fucking hill of beans for me. I don't get it. But. I still think that there's a team out there that thinks that he could possibly be a starter in the league, but you need to show him off, and by having him ass stapled to the bench, it's not working out for anybody. You're just killing his trade value. And, and you know, we've, we've all gone on about how, you know, uh, Ranta the rebound, because that's what, you know, he does. He has a shit ton of rebounds. He loses his net a lot. He does have his downfalls, for sure. But this is a league that for a while had, you know, a Blackhawks AHL, former AHL goalie starting for him in, in Nashville for a while, you know? And he was not that good a goalie. In the, you know, he, could, he couldn't even hang with the Hawks at all. Darling and Ranta seem to be better than he is. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I hope they just send Ranta down and just end this fucking shenanigans. Stick to the plan, my friend. Oh, the plan. <laughs> it seems like it seems like Quenville likes Darling, though. And that's and fine. And once he likes someone, it seems like they stick. Well, and, and I could see that. He likes Crawford. And, you know, he likes Crawford, who's a larger positional goalie who doesn't get, out, you know, doesn't get out of position a lot. Darling is an even bigger positional goalie who doesn't get out of position a whole lot. He's got rebound issues, but... You know, that's something that's going to need to get worked out. Crawford needed to get worked out. You know, he didn't come out to be a Stanley Cup winning goalie when he first started. I mean, he spent some fucking miserable years in the AHL, you know, learning his trade. So, I'm perfectly fine with Scott Darling being the backup goalie. I will, you know, I've said that before. If he's going to be the backup goalie, then have him be the backup goalie. But enough of this jerking around. When Crawford's hurt, Darling plays and... 
when Crawford's here, Crawford plays, and Ronta just sits on the bench for two months at a time. It doesn't make a whole fucking sense at all. Why did you even sign him if you're going to fucking do that? So, I, mean, I got it, nothing to add. You hit the nail on the head for yeah. me. Well, I mean, it, it's it, it really it, it with Ronta and Morin. Everyone's like, oh, you can't compare the two, and they're not being jerked around, and blah 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 blah. Well, Bullshit. you know what? <laughs> Morin and Ronta were both qualified. Why did you resign them? If you didn't think that highly of them, why are you resigning these people? Sign someone else. Move on. Yeah, and there's this great thing called cap space that you could use too. So yeah, I mean, if you could, you know, I get that you don't want to let more, you know, more and go without anything in return. Okay, fine. Well, then you still jerked around with them. You had all that time in the in the off season. You could have, you know, you could have done something. And he was Play, an RFA. Showcase so. him something. Yeah, well, he was an RFA. You could have, you would have got some kind of something back, a, a draft pick, something if you would have let him go. But no, they brought him into camp with all this. Oh, hey, we're going to see Jeremy Warren for a full year, kind of bullshit, and that never happened. So, you know, I get that he had no points, but when you play one game and then you sit for four games, and then you play one game and then you sit for four games, and maybe you play five minutes. Yeah, you play five minutes a night. It, it how are you supposed to score like that? You and know, still no, two shots on goal. No one's gonna. No one in any league. You you get that kind of playing time. You're not going to produce. So, you know, good for him. Let him go to Columbus. And I hope he, he does well there. Just like I said, I hope he does. I hope Letty does well in uh, in New York. And he is. I just want to see Morin and Skilly on a line together in Columbus. It's going to happen probably <laughs> at some point in time. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, former Blackhawks lines everywhere. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I've I've gotten into it with people with goofballs on Twitter about back and forth about how do you how could you say Morin got jerked around? How could you not say Jern, <laughs> that Morin got jerked around? I mean, he really kind of did. I mean, you, okay, fine, he didn't produce, and maybe he didn't play what Quenville wanted him to play. Well, then why was he here? Why was he resigned? It, you know. You knew what you had in him. It's not like, you know, this was a big surprise and all of a sudden he turned into, you know, what Christopher Sieg did for a couple of years. So, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, and that was the other thing. Uh, someone's like, oh, you say that, you know, Hayes and Peary and, and Olsen and, and Moore and all got jerked around, which they did. Well, who do you think that they were going to replace or who do, who do you want to replace on the red hot Blackhawks? How about Dan fucking Carcello? <laughs> really? You know? That's A number one right there. You're going to tell me that Dan Carcello has to play on this team. He's that fucking important. He's not. If you have someone that's, that's a young prospect that you may want to use next year or the year after, you know, wouldn't you like to get him a little, you know, a year on the fourth line of, you know, playing regular shifts and seeing NHL competition so that when next year when, you know, Maybe Sharp's gone. Maybe, you know, Oduya's gone. Who knows? We don't know who's going to be gone. But there's going to be people that are going to be changed. They're going to be pe- We're going to have to have people fill in these spots, cheaper players fill in these spots. And what do you have? You have Dan Carcello out there fucking taking everyone's ice time. Which, he is not being a terrible player, but, yeah. Uh, you know, as a GM and as a team, you still have to build for the future as well. You can't just, like, blow your load. And especially when it's Dan Carcello. It's not like you're fucking losing anything. 
So, I mean, that's the way I look at it, but I may be just fucking crazy and I'm just an angry blogger and I don't know anything, but that's the way I look at it. So, and finishing up, <laughs> the, the, uh, the subject that we've all been uh, skirting around a little bit, and uh, I warned both Keith and Pat today that, that I was going to get into this. And uh, Hold on one second. The floor <laughs> is yours for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the 16th, uh, starts the Blackhawks Winter Classic 24-7 on Epics. Which is all good and well. Everyone's happy. Everyone's jumping around. Everyone's jerking off on it. You know, everyone's happy about it, which is fine. It's great. It's back. Most people, you know, we may watch it casually because you're not going to see a whole lot as far as the Blackhawks go. They're going to edit everything, and you're not going to see anything but Jonathan Taze eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, you know, Patrick Kane uh, taking a nice stroll down uh, Michigan Avenue. It just really, it's going to be a vanilla thing. But it's good for fans to see, and the kids like to see it and all that stuff. Where, and I've brought it up before, I brought it up when they announced this, is where my problem lies is not particularly with the network epics. Congratulations to them for stepping up and saying, hey, we're going to take care of this. That's fine. I get that. The NHL... In combined with or combined with Epics, needed to come together and say, "Listen, in Chicago, one of the major cable providers is Comcast. You're not on Comcast." the The whole ironic thing about it is that almost all the Blackhawks games are on Comcast Sportsnet. Well, Epics, you can't. You can get. I you know from what I've been told. You can get it on an app, and you can stream it through the NHL site, and you can stream it through the epics.com, and it's all fine and well. That's much appreciated. I'm glad that they have that kind of technology out there. But as I tweeted to the Epics Twitter account today when they came after me, I have a 65-inch HDTV in my other room. Beautiful LED TV. I just bought it for myself for Christmas. It's gorgeous. I have Comcast. I can't watch that on my TV. They expect me to sit around an iPad or my laptop, my 13-inch MacBook Pro, and watch this stupid show. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I am not going to sit around my laptop and watch it. It's just... uh, Call me old-fashioned, call me whatever you want to call me, but I'm not 16 years old. I own a fucking nice TV, and I want to watch this on TV. And if I can't watch it on TV, I'm not going to watch it at all. And if you make me watch it on my laptop, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to stream it, and I'm going to rip it, and I'm going to put it on YouTube so everyone can watch it. So fuck everyone. But, I mean, really, that's basically the thing. I don't want to have to jury-rig my laptop to to plug into my computer or my laptop to plug into my TV. I, I, I can't, I, I checked on my TV. I have a smart TV as well. There's a, a you know, the smart TV hub on there. There's no epics app on there. There's no epics app on Xbox one. I just can't get it. So as I got into the fight, Pat and I have discussed this before. I got in a fight with, uh, 
what was that radio station? The uh, the game. It, yeah, the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Where I was just furious with them because they, you know, to listen to a Blackhawks game, I got to download an app on my smartphone and listen to it in my car. Another thing, stupid. It's stupid. But um, <clears throat> they, uh, Epix comes back and says, "Well, how about if you get, how about if you use Chromecast on your TV? Well, then I got to buy a thirty-five dollar adapter to put into my TV so that I can download the stupid app so that I can stream their fucking dumb four episode show, four fucking episodes. I'm not gonna pay thirty-five dollars for a fucking." You know, for an adapter for four episodes. And then, well, you could just plug your uh, your your MacBook in. Well, then I got to buy a Thunderbolt cable adapter, which is 35 bucks. So no matter what it is, I got to go out and buy an adapter or jury rig this stupid thing to get it to work. I can't just turn my TV on and watch it on TV like every other fucking person in the world. That's what aggravates me. And it's not that I'm mad at Epics because they're, you know, it's not necessarily their fault they're not available on Comcast, but the NHL could have used some of their, you know, some of their pull to say, hey, Comcast, you need to start offering Epics. So that's, I mean, that's where I'm at right now on that. And and uh, the guy from Second City Hockey, I believe, is his name Satchel, I think? Um, he was kind of going back and forth with me today. And, you know, it was getting a little bit on the heated side, but it was just that, you know, he's coming from a point of view of a younger generation that watches a lot of stuff, you know, on their smartphones or, or on their tablets. And that's all fine and well, but if I have a 65 in, you know, if I have a 65 inch HD TV in the other room, I, that's what I want to watch my entertainment on. I watch the Blackhawks on that. Why can't I watch this stupid show on that? It just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I got to jump to. Excuse me, I got to jump through too many hoops to get this stupid TV show on my and watch it. It just and I I don't know how you guys feel about it. That's just my opinion, just because of the situation I'm in. But it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I am in the same boat as you. I can't stand people who stream everything and say it's the easiest thing ever. I own a fucking TV. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Yeah. And I paid a piece. Of, I, know, I don't have a sixty-five inch TV, but I got a nice enough TV where I want to use it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I hate streaming stuff. I'd rather just watch it on TV. Yeah, and it, and I'll fully admit, you know, I'm I'm pretty jacked in. You know, I'm pretty technologically advanced. I mean, I I work in IT. I I kind of know what I'm doing. You know, I used to design websites, so I understand that you know the demand of you know being able to stream stuff and play stuff online. I get all that stuff. I've been involved in that industry, but I've also worked in customer service too. And if you if if I tell someone based on my you know it, it's it's customer service. It's not exactly the same uh, you know service being provided. But I I do have to work in an industry where I provide a service to people in IT. And if, and if I tell people that, you know, I'm going to exclude a certain customer base just because it was inconvenient for me to make it work, well, then the management's going to come back to me and say, well, what do we have to do to make it work? Because we don't want to purposely exclude people. That's just in a, you know, in, in a basic customer service environment, that's what they're going to say. Management will come back to me and say that. And I don't know why people like at the game or people like it, whatever, you know, at Epics. Well, it's not, like I said, it's not necessarily epics themselves because it's not really 
I don't know that it's necessarily their fault, but I think, like I said, the NHL should use their their pull to get it to be able. You know, it's all good and well that you can stream it online. I watch stuff online. I watch and, and like the guy from Second City Hockey was telling me, well, it's just just like downloading the the HBO Go app. But you know what? It's a whole nother thing. I watched it like on the tr- when I used to watch it on the train coming home when I didn't have access to a TV. When I'm home, I don't watch the HBO Go app on a tablet. I go to my TV. If I want to watch something on TV, I go to On Demand on my TV because I have On Demand. And On Demand is the same thing. You know, it just, everyone wants to bitch and moan that, that uh, and, and the last thing that really pissed me off was basically telling me that because this is now for free and HBO was a pay service, that we should be fucking jumping up for joy. And that should push everything else aside. Because we're getting it for free, we should just shut the fuck up and download it on your fucking laptop. You know what? I'm 40 years old, and I'm not going to sit around the laptop to watch a stupid show. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Uh, you know? It, it, what if my kids want to watch? You know? What if, what if my uh, kids want to watch a show, and you know, we're all going to sit around a fucking laptop? No. This is coming from people who, you know... Maybe might be single or might just have a girlfriend or younger, you know, younger couples or stuff like that. May not have a family. And they don't think about this stuff. And some of these people who are probably writers, profession, you know, writers is their, you know, regular, you know, job. Uh, don't look at this from the customer service aspect of things. You know, you just can't. Yeah. You can't leave a per- particular customer base out just because you're too lazy to pursue it. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, oh well, fuck those guys." You know, fuck the old people that want to watch it on TV. That just doesn't work. That's not a good business model for people. And uh, every you know, any time that I've gone into anything where I've said, "Well, you know, they're just gonna have to get used to change," well, then I hear, "Well, isn't there any way we can make it easier on the end user? Isn't there any way we can make it work?" You know, it's. I hear it all the time. I hear it endlessly. So, for me to just be happy just because it's just because Epic's picked it up, and and, and and the last part was that everyone's like, "Well, if it wasn't for Epic's, this thing wouldn't be happening." Well, I I've heard many other stories uh, where I was told that there were definitely other outlets that were looking to looking at this. Some of them may have been free channels, which would have probably been you know, censored a little bit as far as the language goes. But other than that, they could have provided the service. You know, the initial just went with, you know, who they went with for, you know, whatever reason. So, anyway, that's that's my epics rant. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just had to get that out because it's so, you know, it's not like it's... I'm going to angrily type it out there and, and I'm not going to get my point across completely, so... Whatever, enjoy the show while you're watching it on your laptop, or if you're able to, if you're able to, you know, if you're able to get it on your PS3 or PS4 or whatever the fuck. But I can't get it, and I'm not going to watch it. Whatever, just the way it's going to be. Unless someone puts it on YouTube or something like that, I'm not going to see it. And I've watched it before, and I have HBO, and it's not like I paid extra for HBO to get it. But <clears throat> so anyway. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, there were several games 
that uh, that happened, and this seems to be the regular thing. Is like the first game that we uh, go back to, we can never seem to remember what happened. So I'm gonna do my best to help. Uh, first game was uh, right after the uh, road trip. It was uh, against the Blues. Uh, that was, I believe, that was Ranta's first game after Crawford got hurt. Uh, the Blackhawks won four one. Ranta was in net. He stopped forty four to one shots, which hell, you can't you can't complain about that. He looked a little shaky in the first period. There were a couple uh, situations where he kind of waved with his glove and missed, and it kind of like I saw the one where he waved and missed and it ricocheted off the crossbar. So he got kind of lucky on that one, but uh, he he settled in pretty nicely and he didn't kill the Hawks. Obviously, he only gave one goal on forty one shots. So that's not too shabby. Uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, shenanigans going on with the fucking blues as there always is and their fucking knuckle dragging tactics and uh, just being a bunch of fucking assholes. Dave Backus and Barrett Jackman. All those fucking assholes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, at the end of the game was a fucking shit show with... The wave? Yeah. <laughs> Everything, everything that happened at the end of that game was just stupid. Uh, I think it was, it, have, it wasn't Bacchus, but where Carcillo ran in to, to someone's aid. He had come right off the bench on a legal change, come off the bench, basically just went out there and uh, grabbed another player, didn't swing, didn't do anything. Anything any other player would have done. Carcillo, he just went out there and kind of got in the way so that nothing got out of hand. And Carcillo got booted out of the game. Got a 10-minute misconduct for that, which I don't think he deserved. And I'm not one to... to I am not one to defend Gorilla Salad. But uh, he did nothing for that. And everyone was like, well, he's trying to keep the game from getting out of control. Well, he didn't do anything that was making the game get out of control. Uh, but whatever, you know. It's Dan Carcello, so it's not like we were missing anything. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, David Backus gets bounced for act- for running around like a fucking clown. <laughs> nice to see he finally woke up after that hit by Seabrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh God, <laughs> wakey, wakey. Jesus. <laughs> you did see he got, cl- he got uh, after the uh, Blackhawks played, we got fucking hit in the face with a uh, slap shot or something. <laughs> He's been wearing a cage and a... Well, so now he's going to be Mr. Tough Guy, wearing a cage. Oh, yeah. Captain Punchy, as I like to call him. Well, I, I like that, too, in that uh, scrum that was going on. It was much like after the hit on Seabrook. He went after the wrong guy again. So it was just like, you know, your similar type thing. I guess he never learned his lesson. Well, he's a fucking gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the picture that uh, the NHL history girl tweeted out tonight? No, I did not. Oh, you need to check that out. I will check that out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's that's uh, against David Backus is fine by me. Oh, it's great. Wait till you see the head of hair. And it's not just because he's a blues player. It's because he's an asshole. Because <laughs> he is. He's just a dumb shit. Him and Barrett Jackman, number one and two, right? Yeah, Barrett Jackman. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Reeves is a close third because he's a fucking clown too. <sighs> Cement head idiot. So... Uh, let's see what else happened in that game. Uh, Kruger had a goal. Um, uh, oh, that was uh, short. Was it shorthanded or it was close? But 
it was Brandon Saad basically mugged Cole at the Hawks blue line. Cole uh, coughed the puck up, and then Kruger came in and uh, just basically on a two-on-one just uh, beat uh, – was it Elliot? Was Elliot playing that game or was it Allen? I can't remember. I think it was Allen. Yeah, could have been Allen. I think Elliot's hurt. That's why he signed Broder, but – so uh, yeah, Kruger, you know, just business like usual. He's like he's becoming like uh, Taves Junior with you know being serious, which I kind of love that about him. He scores a goal and you don't like see a huge celebration. He just fucking gets shit done. That's why I own a Marcus Kruger jersey. Yeah, he's he's growing on me. He really <clears> is. I I'd like to see him step up to like maybe a third line role at some point in time. But yeah, you know, it's getting to that point now too. Where are you really going to want to not? Resign this guy now in the off season because he, he's kind of turning into a nice little productive player. Yeah, I, well, I th- I, they're going to have to try, but I don't, yeah, you know. I, I really think that that's going to be a guy that you really need to think long and hard about on if you're going to resign him, and I think they should. Yeah, or you know, hey, trade his rights. You know, if you think you can get something for him, but I, I, I'd like to keep him around. So yeah. So anyway, um, for Stieg, the serviceable. Chris or Stig. <laughs> Was this a game where we probably put him in the playable or no playable would be a step down. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was serviceable on this one. He had a goal and two assists. So can't complain about that. Oh, that was that, uh, fantastic three minutes of hockey. He had, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it two assists on the two straight shifts or something like that? Yeah. He's been Asshole. doing, yeah, he's been doing good, you know, but it was just good. You know, that's, I don't want to have to bitch about him. I really don't. Yeah, well, playing with Patrick Kane doesn't hurt either. Yeah. This is his high point of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, he's bound to come crashing to earth at, at some point in time. And it'll probably be right when they need him in the playoffs. <laughs> so It'll be right when he starts playing with Bickle again. Uh, <laughs> That's another sore spot for Pat right there. Uh, Bickle, <laughs> God, what an asshole. <laughs> Pat is not going to be, he's not going to be uh, buying any Brian Bickle jerseys anytime soon. I saw one tonight. I'm like, I should buy it. No, I can't do it. N- not even, uh, not even a pro jersey on the on the clearance rack. Is he going to be buying a Bickle jersey? I bought a few that were pretty good on the clearance rack from there. <laughs> I think I bought a Cam Barker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have it anymore, but I'm pretty sure I bought one. And Oof. when I was cleaning that, cleaning out the, uh, reducing the number of Blackhawk shirts I have, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this one's got to go. Yeah, that's bad. Hey, Lane. My dog saying hi to everyone. My my attack dog. So um, must not like all the Bickle bashing that's going yeah. on. <laughs> well, you know Bickle is is the favorite of, of all dogs. So <laughs> as as go you know as is evidenced by his calendar. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> boy, we just keep getting sidetracked. Uh, Let's see, Blues game. Kane two goals. He uh, turnstile Jackman. That was the one, the one assist that you were talking about by Versteeg, where Versteeg basically just flipped it into the air. Kane turnstiles Jackman like a flaming bag of shit. <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to read that. Yeah, because <laughs> he is. He's he's terrible. He's such a piece of shit. Terrible player. And I just love to see him get turnstiled like that. And. Uh, that is a great picture of Bacchus on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> We're going to have to retweet that one. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, Bacchus, we talked about him. Joke, <laughs> as I put in, in, in here, Bacchus is, is a joke of a captain. As I like to call him <laughs> Captain Punchy. Because that's about, that's a majority of what he does is just punch people in the back of the head. So, uh, and the Blackhawks, uh, pretty much, they, uh, they kept Stasny, uh, Laterra, and Tarasenko. They made, they were basically invisible. So, um, that was, that was pretty good. You know, those, uh, at least Laterra and Tarasenko. Those guys are some young, promising players, so. Keep those. If Stasny is he's, he's a pretty good player, but you know, I wouldn't call him young and promising. They just dominated that third period. Yeah, yeah, and they they seem to be doing a lot of that lately. They're they're definitely on a hot streak. So, so moving on, the next game uh, was against the Canadians, uh, and it was another anti Ranta game. It was four three win. Uh, Ranta saved thirty eight of forty one shots again. Facing over forty shots, it's not too bad for a, for a Ranta the round mound of rebound. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course the, the the guy that I Michael Roosevelt scored the first goal of the game, which any of us who have been ragging on him would just probably all put our heads in our hands when that happened. He still sucks. <laughs> he does. <clears throat> He still does. He was just put in a he was put in a good position. That was a good pass on that play. Yeah, it was. It was a good pass. Uh I think it was what? Uh Keith. Yeah, Keith. So um yeah. Good for him, whatever. <laughs> and then he turned into a piece of shit right after all that. So he, he just reverted right back into everything into the piece of shit that he is. Uh, ben Smith had a goal. Third goal was by Taves on the power play, which was, for a while, their only power play goal. They were, like, one for, like, 25 before the other night. No, the power play struggling? Come on. Yeah. That is so, like, ebb and flow with them. It's it's up and down and up and down. There's never any consistency. But, you know, they they get into the, like, top ten. And then they regress down into the bottom third, and now they'll go back up into the top ten. They'll get hot for a couple weeks. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Brandon Sod, uh, yeah, he had a, he's been hot lately. Uh, he actually scored the game-winning goal with only twenty-seven seconds left in the game. Yeah, and uh, that was where I began to uh, be very jealous of Brandon Sod's beard. <laughs> I think makes, we all are. <laughs> as, as I said, Brandon Sod's beard makes Chuck Norris weep. Because <laughs> yeah, he's if for uh, for being a young kid. That kid's got a he's got a beard on him. So um, you but, can almost hear Eddie talking about having your stick on the on the ice on that goal. Yeah, yeah. All you kids out there. Yeah, all you young kids out there. I'm surprised Eddie could say that with all the soft serve ice cream he was eating. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's starting to get really old really quick. He's becoming a quite the character. Character. You're almost himself. praying that Edmonton hires him now as a head coach. Oh my god, that wouldn't end in a disaster. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be absolutely awesome. I don't think there's anyone that's going to be able to save that franchise in short time. We can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what. 
I said it before, uh, you know, this is just revenge for all the fucking clowning that was going on in the 80s with Edmonton. It really is. It's just it's coming back around. And, you know, it's going to come back around in, in Detroit, too. And, and probably in 2030, the Blackhawks are going to start getting clowned the same way. It just, it all comes back around. It's cyclical. So. I'll probably be long gone by 2030. So, you know, hey. Hey, I'm old, so. <laughs> what, that's about, what, 15, 16 years? So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be 56. All right. Yeah. Be on Shoutcast 3000. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Shoutcast 3000. The... So, um, let's see. The Hawks went up 2-0 in that game. Uh, they blew the lead and then ended up... Shocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was, you know, they were going to run away with the game. And then all of a sudden, they just fucking put the brakes on. They blew it. Uh, they were actually, they went down 3-2, I believe. And then uh, they scored the final two goals of the game to win it. Uh, yeah, Carey Price was his usual beast self. Yeah, he know. was the only reason Montreal was even in the game. Yeah, right. Although you know, if you look at if you do look at the stats, the the, the Canadians did put forty one shots on on net for you know. So in the two games the Hawks scored nine goals on Price. That's pretty good. Yeah, that that's is good. good point. Yeah, yeah. That's. You know, that's really good against, you know, usually when they get, they really get fucking mucked up against good goalies, good hot goalies. He's one goalie that hasn't, hasn't really had their number. So, uh, and the last thing I had to say about the the Canadians game was, uh, people can hate on Subban all you want, but the guy is just insane. He's insanely good. I, I'd love to have him on the Blackhawks. He's a good player. So, you know, he may be brash. Whatever you want to call him, he may be cocky, but he's a good player. He can back it up. So that's why I don't have a problem with it because yeah. he's he's able to back it up. Yeah, right. <clears throat> that was a rockety blue pass, right? That's it. Yeah. Well, he's got a rocket of a shot. It doesn't know. You know, you they don't. I think was it like a one timer on the power play. I think it might have been. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, you catch him in his wheelhouse. And he's there's there aren't many goalies that are going to be able to stop him when they're moving across like that. Well, it's like him and Stamkos. You get them in a one timer. Good luck stopping it. Yeah, or or like you know, it's or the equivalent could be like Shea Weber. You know, how how do you stop that? You know, it's coming in that hard, that fast. He's got a, he's he's got a heavy shot, like, kind of like Shea Weber has too. Just like next to impossible to stop. You're lucky to just get in the way. You kind of hope just that it hits you because it's not like you're going to react in time. So, yeah, just put the most padding in front of you. That's all. Yeah, and hope yeah. It's, hope it hits you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, uh, by the way, I'm getting a commercial from Epix right now on the road to the Winter Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going, keep poking I the just bear. I, passed, I, I looked to my right. I was like, oh, there you go. Keep poking the bear. It's available on AT&T, U-verse, and Dish, people, in case yeah. you haven't, don't know that. Yeah. But you have to pay for it on AT&T because I don't have it. Yeah. Odd question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, just download it on the app and watch it on your uh, iPad yeah. mini. Watch it on your iPhone 6. There you go. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> Does not come with a magnifying glass, though, to look at it. No. No, it, 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 that was yeah. You got to bring it up again, fucker. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Is if you if 
if I have to, you know, use my laptop to, to put to, you know, to put it on my TV, it's not going to be in the quality, the HD quality that you'd want to watch it in. You know, it's going to be an okay quality, but it's not going to be. It'll be serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Ugh. Epic kill me. detour number one. Just kill me. <laughs> kill me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. No problem. Moving oh. on to Smashville. Uh, <laughs> the next game is uh, Smashville. Uh, this was a uh, game, Pat. You did it, um, Scott Darling. This was his first game where uh, they decided to start playing him, and they didn't look back from there. Played at United Center South. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone seems to love that. You know, keep the red out. At least they're doing a hell of a job on that. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a real good job of that. So, um, Scott Darling and Nets stopped 32 of 33 shots. Um, It looks like, at least to me, uh, as far as the the eye test goes, um, it looks to me like... He seemed to have shored up a little bit of of, of his five hole problem down in uh, Rockford with some playing time down there. Uh, he looked a little stronger than he did, <clears throat> looked a little more confident, uh, which is you know all good and well. Hey, where's he from? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be damned if I know. <laughs> yeah, is it is it Lemon, Illinois? Yeah, Lemon, <laughs> Lemon, Illinois. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, and and, th- and that was the other thing too. Someone was tweeting me yesterday about how they were watching the game, and uh, they, uh, I think it was the Islanders game. And they were watching it online, and whoever was doing the announcing was mentioning what a drunk he used to be, or that he was a recovering drunk. And like, yeah, yeah okay, that, that was in that uh, the hockey news article about him. Yeah. Well, he, 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 it's not like he was a drunk yesterday, you know. I mean, he's probably been recovered for a couple, you know, he, he he's rebuilt his career last year. He, you know, kind of rebuilt his career last year. So it's not like he's like, it was yesterday. It's not like you could was, think, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like, it not like he was Corey Crawford tripping over, a, you know, a step at a concert yesterday. It's been a while. but uh, you, you could thank uh, Pecorino's injury for that, too. Because yeah. that's where he got a shot in Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh, another good point that uh, that I heard yesterday was uh, he got to work with Mitch Korn, goalie coach Mitch Korn, who's like the goalie whisperer. He's in uh, Washington now, but uh, he's been like, you know, he was basically given a lot of the credit to Pecorine and Anders Lindback and, you know, all, a lot of the goalies that have really succeeded in, in uh, Nashville. So, and Scott Darling was part of that, so. Yeah, you know what would be really awesome is if Epics goes to Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> Lamont's right down the street from me. I can go yell at him. I'll, I'll, I'll have signs. I drive it through Lamont every day going to and from work. Yeah. I hope I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I will be there with the fucking hostile t-shirt on there, just <laughs> screaming in the background, he's from Lamont. <laughs> hey, does anyone know where Scott Darling's from? <laughs> Uh, so all that being said about Scott Darling, uh, I, I'm going to start to admit that I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid a bit on Scott Darling. He's kind of uh, winning a place in my heart, even though I'm annoyed by being reminded constantly that he's from Lamont. 
but yeah. Uh, I got to tone that down. Yeah. <laughs> not you, not from you. I'm annoyed by everyone else. I know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But even I'm starting to get tired of myself bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd think some people, they'd start to catch on now. People are just getting so sarcastic about it. and No one seems to care. They're just going to keep repeating it. You know, so. sarcasm doesn't come over as good in tweets as it does in person. No, that that, that this much is true. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Saad was on fire that game. I don't know. Did he may have had a goal? I didn't put that in here. But um, Hosa scored. I didn't watch much of this game. I think it was a. I think this was a was your Slayer night. Yeah, yeah. There was. This, yep. Yeah, this is when I invited uh, Corey Croft to go to Slayer with me, but <laughs> he never answered. Fucker. I know I got pretty hammered during this game, so I don't remember much. Yeah, I only saw the highlights. I wrote, I, was, yeah, I wrote a drunk recap. I know that, but yeah, well, it's I was uh, I saw the highlights because the the Slayer show was at the uh, the casino in uh, Indiana, whatever the Horseshoe Casino in Indiana. They've got a a, a really nice actually concert venue there. It's kind of weird that that's you know kind of a weird place to put a concert venue, but. It actually is a really nice venue, and uh, I saw you know, they had all the. T- of course, they got a million to one fucking TVs around there, so I did get to see some of the highlights, but I didn't watch the game at all. I was kind of bit tied up that night. Yeah, I was disappointed. I wanted to go see Huey Lewis last summer at the Horseshoe, but I didn't make it out there. Huey Lewis, <laughs> did you get a new drug? Uh, <laughs> did yeah, you go sure. back in time. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably the only one under the age of thirty that appreciates Huey Lewis. That that could be. Not the only one that appreciates Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, allegedly Huey Lewis is is known for his famously large dong, from what I've heard. <laughs> like big, how, like how do you bring that up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've heard the story, like. A million and one times on the internet, but apparently that's that's the thing that's known about him. It's like legendary. So that's the news. He's like the yeah yeah he, yeah exactly. He's like the Brent Sopel of uh, of the music industry, or with uh, Brent Sopel with his nude picture in his. Uh, oh boy, am I brought, boy am I kicking myself for bringing up Huey Lewis? Yeah, see, there you go, there you go. See, that'll teach you. That'll teach you. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> yeah, Hosa got the monkey off his back in that game, and uh, was saying something, uh, something in here. I, I don't even know why I put this in here, but something about uh, uh, the hits. Something I think I, I don't know. Maybe the the Preds were. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. So anyway. Uh, after that game, Hosa scored two goals, and I tweeted out that picture of Hosa, like the as Moses. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, and it got retweeted by uh, that Jay Zawowski or whatever his name is, and uh, somebody responded, "You've gone way too far with that picture." Okay. <laughs> God, well, talk about no sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they had no Blackhawks fans got so touchy all of a sudden. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Hey, you know, we're not allowed to complain about, uh, what is it, 14th forwards and 7th defensemen and 3rd string goalies. That's what, that's what I read. <laughs> First world hockey problems. 
We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to complain about any of that stuff. Hey, you know what? The way I look at it, if we're complaining about that stuff, that means everything else is going well. So shut the fuck up. But that's just me. And moving on. Um, New Jersey, uh, Blackhawks uh, won one in a shootout, shockingly, because New Jersey is so good at shootouts. Um, some kid, some local kid named Scott Darling was in net. I think he's, uh, someone said he's from Lamont. I don't know. This was the game where it got really out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one. <laughs> well, of all the years, you know, like the Hawks play in New Jersey, you would think, you know, you get like a great goalie matchup, you know, with Brodeur and whatnot. Yeah. And then, you know, now you get Schneider versus Crawford. And you get Scott Darling versus Keith Kincaid. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I made the mistake of being a lot, you know, like putting up a, a tweet where a guy was like licking his lips when they said Keith Kincaid was going to start, and then I remembered that it seems like every time the Blackhawks play some unknown goalie, he shuts them out and uh, oh, make make them look like an all star. It, it almost looked like that was going to happen. I mean, I mean, I was at the, the was Winnipeg. That from your uh, yeah your Winnipeg game. Yeah, the, the Winnipeg game. When Michael Hutchins from NXS played that game. See, I don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just too bad. INXS? Yeah. <laughs> INXS, yeah. <laughs> young and stupid, folks. I'm young and stupid. What could I say? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah, as you as you touched on, uh, Keith Kincaid started for uh, New Jersey, and for a while there, it looked like he may shut the Blackhawks out, but luckily that didn't happen. Uh, Darling, you know, they went in the shootout. Uh, Darling made uh, st- stopped twenty two of twenty four shots, and impressively enough, in the shootout, he stopped uh, former Blackhawk Martin Havlat and uh, former every other team Yarmir Yager. Uh, which you know, those are two pretty talented players. So it's you know something to see. Can you with. can you imagine the team New Jersey would have have if they had like their entire roster but ten years younger? Oh, they'd be they'd they, be awesome. <laughs> they would be the Pittsburgh Penguins back yeah. then, pretty much. I mean, you talk about having guys past their prime. That they got a whole roster full of that. Scott Gomez. <laughs> if if they had uh, Uncle Grandpa still there it would be even worse but at least they 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 let him go so some everyone was calling him like uncle dad or something or something like that but i call him uncle grandpa because i got kids and they watch that show so anyway uh this was sharp's first game back he looked pretty good uh his knee didn't look like he was uh sore or Whatever he, I saw him blow around, blow around some of the old New Jersey defenders. So I guess maybe you could take that for what it's worth. Uh, Taze and Kane in the shootout. Basically, they just clowned Kincaid, and he didn't stand a chance. Uh, as you said before, the Devils are old, and uh, coming from the two goalies here, fuck the shootouts and their <laughs> stupid asses because shootouts suck. Moving on. So you think the they'll go NHL go to the AHL thing next year? I don't know. Pat, oh, we, Pat and I discussed this before. <laughs> Pat actually saw this and he was not impressed. 
Um, I haven't oh. seen it live, but it's. I don't know what they're gonna do. They may. Do, they may try to do it because games have not ended in shootouts. You know, as much as they statistically had in previous years, so it seems to be ending games more in overtime. But it is kind of a kind of a shit show. Either way, <laughs> well, it's kind of a shit show because they. You know, with the dry, with the you know switching to the three on three after a whistle, while you know there's a lot of technicality there. That um, you know they're gonna have to work that out. I mean, they already found out the dry scrape. <laughs> Everyone's favorite term, the dry scrape. Although yesterday, uh, <laughs> yesterday I was watching the highlight of a game, and uh, whoever the whoever the guy that was interviewing called it the dry shave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and me, being being who I am, I, I I think I laughed for about five minutes straight after hearing him say "dry shave." And it was just going on like in the background. It was like some game going on in the background or something like that. I don't even know what game it was, but when I heard "dry shave," my ears perked up. I'm like, "Dry shave? What is that?" <laughs> Where did that come from? It keeps getting funnier every time you say it. <laughs> <laughs> the dry shave. <laughs> Hello. That's your new beer hockey league name right there. I know. It's better than it's better than the dry scrape. The dry oh, shave God. is much better. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like poetic almost. Oofah. <laughs> and from dry shaves we go to Boston. <laughs> the next game was uh, the Boston game. Uh, the, oh Jesus! I'm dying right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you reminded me of that <laughs> because after this, I would have I would have been kicking myself in the ass for not bringing that up. Oh God! So Boston, <laughs> the next game, three-two win for the Blackhawks. Uh, Darling and Knight again. Uh, Hawks went up three-nothing, and after um, Jonathan Taze was hit by Seidenberg, we all saw the hit. Uh, we'll t- we'll kind of wrap up this game with that. Uh, after Taze left the game, uh, Blackhawks kind of lost a little bit of momentum. Bruins scored two goals, but the Blackhawks were able to hang on. Um, Dahlbeck scored his first NHL goal, uh, assisted by Smith. Then Smith scored shortly after that, and uh, Kane scored the game winner later on in the game. Uh, Marchant, the little little mousy shithead, uh, had an, actually had a nice feed for a, uh, a goal. Caught uh, Darling leaning in the wrong way, but you know, based on the, where the puck was supposed to go or should have went, he was kind of. You can't really hold him. Can't really hold him responsible too much for that. Um, and then the second goal of the game was uh, for uh, Boston was just a complete fucking ass hattery. Uh, Shaw and Dahlbeck and someone else basically had Lucic tied up. They pushed him into the corner, and it looked like the play was going to die. Lucic still had the puck on his stick, fed it out to, I think it was Tori Krug coming. Dude was just, like, blasting through the slot, and Krug one-timed to pass Darling. 
But right as Lucic uh, let the pass go to Krug, Shaw laid him out, which I kind of think was fairly clean. I mean, it may have been a little late, but it wasn't like he got him in the face or anything. Laid him out. And then all of a sudden, all the bullshit starts. Everyone's fighting. Shaw fought, I think it was Chris Kelly. It, it just, you know, whatever. Um, and then, uh, but we could talk a little bit about the uh, the Taves, the hit on Taves, Seidenberg and Taves. The Hawks were on the power play. Puck went behind the net. Taves kind of went for it. Seidenberg was fighting for position. This is the way I look at it. You guys may have a different opinion on this. It looked to me like Seidenberg was trying to get underneath Taves, underneath his stick, and get position on him and get body position on him. He missed Taves' stick and drilled him, had, you know, drilled him into the boards. So had he gotten under Taves' stick, he would have actually held Taves up and it would have been a nothing play. But because he missed, kind of got caught in no man's land and drilled him. That's how I saw it. I don't know how you guys saw it. I saw it as a missed up or, or like you said, a missed hit almost. But doesn't this kind of go back to the whole Brian Burke rule, I think it was, where the bear hug kind of like, if you bring that rule into play and get rid of the holding penalty on a play like this, you kind of avoid a situation like this. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, based you know, like I said, it was a bang bang play. I don't know that there would have been any kind of bear hug thing. But if he would have got underneath Taves' stick, it would have been a nothing. Just Taves is kind of a slippery player in that instance, and it kind of worked against him. Luckily, you know the 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 rest of the story is you know Blackhawks got a a, a boarding penalty. You know, got a power play out of it. They the Blackhawks like a bunch of assholes left Taves <laughs> out on the ice. Why would you do that? I mean, they were up 3 nothing at that point, weren't they? Or at least 3-1. Um, hey, Quinville's comments didn't do him any favors afterwards. No, I mean, I, I thought for sure he's going to go right off the ice. And then I see him skating around, and, he, and he, he didn't even leave the ice. He stayed out for the beginning of the power play, which was fucking idiotic. She should have immediately gone off the ice, been checked. And if he's fine and you want to bring him back, then bring him back. But... Check, get him checked right away. He's your franchise player. He's had concussions before. Why would you do that? With a lead, no less. So uh, that's that's the way I see. I don't, Keith. I I didn't see your take on it, but what do you think? Uh, at first, I thought it was dirty, but the more you looked at it, it just looked pretty much how you explained it. It looked like yeah. a hit gone bad. Yeah. Instead yeah. of a, like a. Brooks Orbrick hit that was terrible. Right. Yeah, and at first it did look really bad. It looked bad. It looked like a dirty hit. But when you watch the replay, you see what happened. He mm-hmm. just, you know, he he missed. Taze was slippery and he missed and uh, it just, you know, it all went wrong. Everything went wrong. So, I, you know, I still think, so, you know, like, this is where, you know, I usually agree with, you know, uh, Greg Wyshynski and Jeff Merrick. Some people have criticized me for that. But um, they both said that the NHL got this right. I don't agree. I think that, you know, yes, he missed a hit, but he put, you know, he drilled a player dangerously into the boards, and it should have been at least, the, at least the very least, a, a fine or something. Right. Just just so it's on the books that he had done something to put it, uh, you know, that put a player into that kind of danger. 
uh, you know, I don't know. So. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. I mean, even if you wanted to give them a game, that's fine. I'm not saying, you know, five games or anything ridiculous like that, but just, you know, let it be known to players around the league that, you know, this is an avoidable play that, you know, will be punished in the future. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it should be. That's the game. That, that's one of the hits they're trying to get out of the game, so. Uh, Especially when it's like one of the league's stars and it's a headshot, you think they would have done something. Yeah, no kidding. Is 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 uh, wish that the last time a star player had got hit like that, they created a whole department for him. Yeah, a player safety department when Crosby got hit. So, right. and it's the same thing too with uh, Peter DeBoer's comments after Yager got destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, if that would have happened to Crosby, it would have been World War Three or World War Four, whatever the hell it was. He said, yeah. So. so does that mean the league's coming out with, like, a mumps department now? Light of mumps, mumps, mumps. Yeah. I hope that Simpsons episode is on tonight where Lisa gets the mumps. That'd be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we you know, we pretty much got that up. You know, the funny part about that, and I don't know, I don't know if it's funny, it's actually almost kind of sad, but... I heard more people up in arms about someone not drilling Seidenberg and doing something stupid, retaliatory, after that play than I did the actual, you know, suspension or not suspension. Everyone's, you know, well, the Hawks are pussies. They didn't do anything about that. Well, you know what? There was no one on the ice that was going to do anything anyway. Patrick Kane was standing there. What is he going to do? He wishes he had some sort of muscle on him. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to do anything. This ain't 1975 where there's a goon on every line. No, no, well, especially that there. line, or especially that line. You know, that's that's all talent up there. I mean, I I don't remember who the defense were on the ice, but I can't imagine that. You know, what are they going to do? They're going to rush in. I mean, that's a if they come rushing in from the point, then is, isn't that a penalty? Yeah, now, I though? believe it is. I believe yeah, it is. So, yeah, you can't. See what that penalty? Play, yeah, the play happened behind the goal line. So you come running in from eighty-five feet away. That's you know that doesn't do any good for you. No, no. Well, Roosevelt could have been, but he just hasn't got there yet. <laughs> He's still on his way. <laughs> He's got Cam Barker's old cinder block skates on. That's all. Cam Barker, Matt Walker. <laughs> See, I, I got to give Matt Walker credit just from that broken finger video that you saw mm-hmm. against Calgary in 09, I think it was. That's, you know, that's fantastic legendary footage right there. Yeah. O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, God, Sean O'Donnell. O'Donnell. <laughs> He's doing pre- and post-game for the L.A. Kings now, and I, whenever I watch it, I'm like, just shut the fuck up. You were so bad in Chicago. Oh, he is lurch, man. <laughs> You rang. <laughs> he looked. He just looked brain dead when even when the Blackhawks had him. His eyes were like rolled back in his head, and he has a big, huge Frankenstein forehead. I just remember him doing that bad pinch in the Coyote series, and like you knew they were scoring. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> We're wasn't used to bad great, pinches. Wasn't that a great pairing though? Wasn't he with uh, Sammy Lapisto for a time? It might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Well, remember, he was originally, I think, uh, slated to play with Steve Montador, so... Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny, you <yeah. laughs> I did see somewhere that something was uh, posted up, a picture of Steve Montador somewhere today. 
I don't know where I saw it, but that guy fucking died. He, he's, 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 he's somewhere on the, like, he was, like, put out the pasture with Kim Janssen. I think they're hanging out, like, in Siberia somewhere. They're probably living on that uh, little cottage on the top of the Globe Arena in Sweden. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out with Huey. <laughs> and Kyle Beach. Oh, God. <laughs> It's Tony Samalainen over there, too. <laughs> ah, the mid-2000 Blackhawks. You always get a joke in with them. Yeah. All right. Man, we're, we're just rolling along tonight. This is, this is just going on and on and on. This is going to be epic. <laughs> uh, Epics. Morning on the way to work. Yeah. So the next game was... Uh, last two games were... Uh, the Islanders and the Flames. The first one was the Islanders. Uh, Darling and Net again. Where's he from? Someplace. Uh, I believe it's a Chicago suburb, but I'm not sure which one. Can you imagine if Pat Foley introduced Eddie Ulchuk as Palos Heights home every time? Yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. That would be epics. <laughs> just end this here <laughs> oh god <laughs> so anyway that Scott Darling kid in net again uh, this was the finally game uh, what was it they had an 8 game winning streak or whatever this is finally where it ended um, Hawks were out shot 41-25 uh, Gorilla Salad had another goal which he might be more surprising than Chris for Steg at this point in time. I think they're neck and neck. I still don't want him on the team, though. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> and we talked about, like you said, we talked about it earlier. He could have had, you know, someone else playing in that spot, but but he scores. Uh, basically, he scored. His goal was he takes a shot, hits off Halak, pops up in the air like a fucking grenade, straight up in the air, <laughs> hits Halak in the mask, and then dribbles into the net, which you couldn't have planned that any better. But, um, so that's that. Uh, Kane, uh, this is the game, uh, where Kane's, the second goal of the game was Kane's backhand, which was just completely and utterly sick. Uh, it's, I likened it to, um, the goal, uh, the, the backhand goals he had against, uh, Minnesota last year in the playoffs. Because his backhand is just insane, he, the control he has of that thing. Or as the guys on the Dewey show would say, it's sick. <laughs> Keith, have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty funny. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I posted it earlier, and uh, we all have a sense of humor. I, I, I like to think all of us bloggers have a, have a good sense of humor about our own team. Uh, go check out that Dewey show because it, that's hilarious. <laughs> I find it funny as hell. Well, I, when they had the Blackhawks, all they were missing was a beer in Crawford's hand. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And the Corey Crawford looks hilarious. He's just—it looks exactly like Corey Crawford, just like big and awkward with the big, huge fucking like fence post teeth. It's hilarious, and, and uh, he's got like Kane's like cross-eyed. And he's got his stupid little mullet. Uh, yeah, I, I found it pretty funny, but I think from what I was told that those guys thought that. Uh, you know, when the hockey and I guys introduced them to the Blackhawks fans and bloggers that that uh, 
we were going to flip the fuck out on him. And I, I, it was com- completely the opposite. I think it's hilarious. I'm just, the only thing I'm mad about is that I didn't think of something like that. <laughs> that's the only thing, that's the only thing that I'm upset about because it's hilarious. I think it's just hilarious. I wish I could have come up with something that brilliant. So anyway, um, let's see. This is the game. Letty first game against the Blackhawks. Uh, he looked good out there. Um, it's nice to see him getting a good ice time. He had an assist on, uh, was it Oposo's goal? Yeah. I didn't see much of this game, so yeah. I, I, I'm no help. Yeah. This is... Uh, it's one of the few games the Hawks got outplayed in the third period this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Islanders look good. They're a good young team, which good for them. You know, they pulled some, some impressive moves. They didn't have to give up too much. You know, obviously they didn't give up too much of the Blackhawks. And, uh, we got a polka party out of it, though. <laughs> he's like the only guy who might. Well, I mean, even though TJ Brennan's lighting up the AHL, he's going to be like, you know, the Martin St. Pierre of the defensive core for the Blackhawks. He's just, a, you know, he's one of those guys who's like a career AHLer, and he's never going to see much time in the NHL. So, well, well, whatever. Polka party it is. Um, I was definitely, it was definitely disappointing to see Letty, you know, playing for another team. But then he goes out there and makes a mistake and gets his pocket picked. So, Saad picked his pocket. Uh, the power play is back to sucking again. It's dropped to the lower third of the league. We talked about that earlier. Um, the two things, the two plays that I had, that I was bragging about, because uh, a side note was uh, I was at a uh, charity hockey tournament in Homer Glen this weekend for my friend, Will, who we've talked about a little bit before. He uh, got hurt in one of our men's league games and doesn't have uh, insurance. So we all helped raise funds for him, and it was a hockey turn- um, charity hockey tournament. Fortunately, unfortunately, I wasn't able to play because I had some work things I had to take care of, but I went up there and checked it out. And then... Uh, after the Blackhawks game, uh, we all went out to a bar called Pelican Harry's, and uh, we kind of just. But uh, that being said, I was the, none of the guys that were at the tournament saw the Blackhawks game, and I was showing them the Roosevelt hit, where uh, I don't know what the fuck Roosevelt was doing. I honestly don't, <laughs> and you could see it from about four miles away that it was coming. Because he steps out, he steps out just to the left of the net, the Blackhawks net with the puck, and then he just stops and stands there. And he's standing there, and he's dicking around with the puck in his feet, and you can see Matt Martin coming from about. He just, you could hear the horn. You just hear the train horn coming from you know six miles away, and uh, Roosevelt Matt Martin just blows him the hell up. Knocks him the fuck out. I, I'm surprised that Roosevelt was able, able to get up. I think it was just, I think he was only being powered on pride at that point in time because he just knew that he got fucked up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Roosevelt sucks. We all, we, we definitely discussed that. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want more to say about that, but he just showed how fucking terrible he is in that one. <laughs> And then uh, the last part, which was a little shocking, but um, it was 
equally as terrible. <laughs> Maybe even worse, because you don't expect this from this player. Uh, after uh, Gorilla Salad's goal, not six seconds, six fucking seconds later, six seconds, <clears throat> the, the, Isle, or the Blackhawks win the faceoff back into their own zone. Duncan Keith goes back to get it. He gets it on a stick and immediately turns around and basically lays it on the stick of Cal Clutterbuck right in front of Scott Darling. It couldn't have been any more perfect. Clutterbuck, I mean, honestly, Scott Darling at that point in time, you can't be ready for that. You don't know that's going to happen. You don't think Duncan Keith is going to lay an egg right onto the, the stick of you know an oncoming forechecker like that. I don't know what Keith was thinking. He had a million other options to get it out. It was just a complete and utter fucking brain fart. But he basically, you know, if, if you can look it up, look it up. Keith just lays the, lays the egg right on Clutterbuck's stick, and Clutterbuck just jams it in the net before Darling knew what was going to happen. And <clears throat> I think when that happened, you kind of just, you kind of knew that it was not the Blackhawks' night, so... So that's that. Uh, the, the the winning streak come to came to an end in uh, in New York, and uh, then we we close out with the Flames game, which was yesterday. Really quick on the yeah. Islanders. One, I don't think they're a surprise. I think they're a really good team that's going to go a deep playoff run, much like the Hawks kind of did in two thousand nine. And number two. It's going to suck next year when they're playing in Brooklyn and not on Long Island. That's another rant for another day, though. Yeah, well. I'm not happy about that move at all. Kind of how I feel about them right now is like they're the they're the CBJs of this year. That's the way I look at them right now. But they may be a better, you know, they got better talent. And, but they're kind of like, you know, that, that team that, that everyone's, you, everyone's kind of rooting for them. Because they're that fun young team, so you know, good for them. Because the Rangers always get all the fucking press in that town. So yeah, and they're a tire fire right now too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Kevin Hayes and the New York Rangers. <laughs> One of the uh, draft picks that was acquired in the um, uh, by I almost called him by Fugly and Bufflin trade. <laughs> it is getting late. <laughs> It's late and I'm intoxicated. Cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> I've been off the last four days, so there you go. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking forward to uh, work tomorrow. Yeah, I just came off a week where I was on call for work, and I was bothered every hour, all weekend long. It was just a nightmare. So I had the complete opposite, but equally as aggravating. So I didn't say it wasn't aggravating the last four days, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So closing out the uh, the Flames. This is the game uh, last night. Uh, Pat was very disappointed that he couldn't watch Brandon Bolig in the press box, but uh, you know, I took it off his hands for him. <laughs> yeah, thank you for filling in. I, I was sitting alongside Mr. Bolig in the press box last yeah. night. Yeah, no worries. And of course, you know the the game I do give you the for the Flames. He doesn't play, so there you go. Yeah, well, I know you were devastated. Yeah, well, in the in the morning it was announced uh, that you know Tim Erickson was coming over to the Blackhawks. This was his first game as a Blackhawk, wearing number thirty four in your program. 
Uh, if you go to hockey, uh, hockey-reference.com, they seem to have another story there. They seem to they seem to think that he wore number twenty, which we all know he didn't. So whatever. Wearing the number thirty four that Jim Dowd made famous. Uh, <laughs> Jim Dowd. And more recently, Stephen Johns. Didn't uh, Cullimore rock thirty four for a couple games too? Mm, I don't know. I thought Cullimore was number five, but I thought he wore thirty four for like a handful of games, and that was it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who cares? He was a waste of time, anyways. Yeah, not too many thirty fours in the Blackhawks. Wasn't so. Dylan Olson thirty four? I think he was. Speaking of slow defensemen, there's <laughs> another one. Yeah. Wah wah wah. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Ronto was in net only because it was a back-to-back. I'm convinced that if it wasn't a back-to-back, you know, it was back-to-back, it was an away game into a home game. If it wasn't a back-to-back like that, I, I'm convinced Scott Darling would have played. Uh, Lamont's very own Scott Darling. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a tree turdy or whatever. Uh, never mind. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I botched that one, so. Yeah. Well. The next time you drive through a mod, make sure you look for that sign that says Home of Scott Darling. Drive by there every day, man. Still have to see it. <laughs> Not even on the high school or something. It's coming. It's coming. You gotta know it's coming. You would think you would want to, you know, publicize that, but yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we'll spray paint one and just lay it next to the, the Welcome and to Lamont sign. It, it'll just be on the attraction sign. <laughs> when I do see that sign, you bet your ass I'm pulling over and taking a picture of it. Damn right, we're we're getting all of it. We're gonna we're gonna stamp. We're gonna put a fucking hostel logo on there. <laughs> so anyway, um, Sharp, uh, you know, uh, what is this is like his third fourth game back. He had a power play goal, which is really nice. It was uh, you know, seems like uh, the power play goes with uh, Patrick Sharp. How are Patrick Sharp's going? He seems to be like the power play machine at this point in time. Um, generally, it was a pretty boring game, you know, other than uh, that power play goal, and then uh, very late in the game, uh, Brandon Sod scored on a, bre- a semi breakaway from on a feed from Jonathan Taves, which is a ni- really nice goal. Um, Hiller kind of deserved to win that game because he played well again against the Blackhawks. And, uh, you know, I guess because we got nothing really else to say about that game, the Blackhawks won 30 of 49 faceoffs in that game, which is like, you know, 60-something percent. It's kind of crazy stat, so. Good to see that Yannick Perot coaching is working. Yeah, well, since he's been around, they've been really good in the playoffs, or I mean in the faceoffs, sorry. That so. giant illegal blade that he has on his stick. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you need every little bit of help that you can, so. So that's pretty much it. That's uh, a lot of stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, kind of uh, wrapping up. Uh, as uh, as usual, uh, you know, visit my boy John at Black and Tan Sports, black, uh, facebook.com slash Black and Tan Sports. Uh, I recently just posted up a new jersey that John designed for us. Uh, it was the Iron Maiden jersey, which is just completely badass, which is exactly why Iron Maiden opened the Shoutcast. Uh, yeah, that all ties in together, but uh, <clears throat> he does a good job over there. Uh, you can read all of our stuff, puckinhostel.com, blackhawksnews.com, and blackhawksblog.com. Uh, I, I'm on the Facebook and the Twitters at uh, Puck and Hostel. Uh, 
And uh, you can find my cohort, Pat, at uh, Patrick underscore Stankus. Uh, is, uh, like I've, we've been saying the last couple times, I haven't been able to check lately, but if you get a chance, please head over to iTunes, rate and review us if you can, if you like what you're listening to, it would be much appreciated. Um, uh, start out with the shout outs, um, Keith, of course, and his crew over Blackhawk Up, um, make sure you check them out, uh, follow them on Twitter at, uh, Blackhawk underscore up, uh. You guys got you guys got a Facebook page? I believe you do, right? Yeah, we got a Facebook, Blackhawk Up. Right, right. So check check that out. Uh, make sure you like it. There's always enough room for everyone in the blo- the blogosphere. Um, the Committed Indian guys, Forklift and CT that we mentioned earlier, and the rest of the crew over at Hockey Night uh, download their latest uh, podcast. It was hilarious. The uh, the car talk at the end was just classic. Oh my god, that was The El Camino awesome. talk. <laughs> you gotta check it out. It's hilarious. Um, Chris Block in, uh, at the Third Man Inn and Puck Chatter Radio. He's been kind of quiet lately, but I'm sure he'll fire things up as the season gets a little uh, deeper. Uh, the guys that cheer the anthem. Uh, Greg Boyson, who was our guest last week at Let'sGoHawks.net and his guys over there. And uh, uh, Mike Figueroa at Fig Sig Arts. Uh, I did see that, uh, uh, I don't know if it happened already, but but uh, maybe it's coming soon, that uh, there's going to be a uh, some guy who's uh, from Lamont named Scott Darling. I think he's going to be doing a signing, and uh, our boy Mike did the artwork on the, the, the piece of uh, the announcement for it. So, figsigarts.com, uh, check him out. Pat, uh, you got any uh, shout-outs? Uh, just my usual ones from the guys over at Four Feathers. Give them a like, and uh, yeah, we'll go on from there. Cool, awesome. Uh, you got anything you want to plug, Keith? Uh, well, we post every day, three or four times a day. So, if you're looking for new information, up to date. We try to do our best at it. Yeah, and we don't post that much. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it took fun. me four weeks to write that anti Ranta thing. So there you go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I've been a little bit lazy since we've been doing the shout, the shoutcast that uh, I don't post as many rants on the on the blog. I kind of leave them for the shoutcast, but you know it's all good. So that wraps it up, uh, everyone. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, downloading, listening, supporting. Uh, you know this is a, a nice long one. We had a good time. Uh, Keith, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you know we'll have you on again. I'm sure. Yep. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'll have a nice holiday. Great. Uh, you do the same. Yep. And uh, good night, everyone. And uh, don't be a meathead. Thank you again for coming down here and joining us tonight. I hope you had a great time because we sure did. And we will be back. You've been great. We've been Megadeth. Good night.